0: Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the 4-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another crowd presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com. And mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. Celebration starts. The New Jersey Devils for the third.
1: Hi, welcome to Ballpark Bros, the show about sports. It did it again. I'm going to do it every week from now on. We didn't get it on the last one because we had to redo it. Remember? Right.
2: I, told, I, I specifically told Eric on that recording to leave it in. He did not hear me. So, um, No, we are Ballpark Bros. Uh, that's Tom. I'm Mike. Uh, Eric's making some coffee.
1: Tom is still very cold.
2: Yeah. Um, that's... I do that on Mike. My... <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Eric's making coffee. Uh, fresh coffee. that—that oh, uh, That is the kind of cold that you don't get over for a few days. Uh, Tom and I were both in Cleveland yesterday, uh, as was David, as was a friend of mine, Brandon, as was Mason's girlfriend, Jody, as was literally everyone except Eric. Um,
0: <laughs> it's true. I, I was at work. My wife was there, though. Yes. So, you know, everybody in this room or their spouse was at that game. <laughs>
2: Uh, yep everybody went um it was a surprisingly thrilling is that the word I wouldn't close
1: say. yeah the score was less than twenty mm-hmm. scores difference yeah um
2: man, I tell you what if uh if Joe Thomas wasn't hurt for the Browns, they might have won that game um think about all the sacks that Kaiser took because of that left tackle both yeah. strip sacks,
1: yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't call that second one a strip sack. I would call that a Oh my god, I'm going to die. I'm falling on my back. Let go of the ball sack. True. Yeah. Let go of the ball sack. Man, if you didn't say it I was gonna. So <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm a child.
2: Oh boy. All right. Um but yeah, so that's what we were doing yesterday. So neither one of us really got to watch too much NFL action. So I think we will just uh just talk about the NFL kind of as a general thing this week. Um going forward and playoff races and everything like that. Um, like we said, the uh, the Browns did lose that game. Uh, it was tight until late. Uh, Jags tacked on a fumble recovery for a touchdown at the end that made it a two score game. Yep. Um, and that was that. Uh,
1: um, that was an entertaining play from my vantage point.
2: Yeah, Tom was in that end zone. I was in the end zone with the other two touchdowns. Um, Tom was also in the end zone where uh, on a kick return, or on a punt return, the returner, instead of going up to catch the ball, just leveled the gunner so that the ball went into the end zone. Browns fans were not happy about that hit.
1: They were not, but from where I was sitting, he hit him in the chest with his shoulder. It was a 100% legal hit.
2: Yeah, that's uh, kind of how I felt about it, too.
1: The um, only reason the guy got hurt was because he hit the back of his head on the ground. Uh,
2: yeah, that you know that was probably the most exciting play of the game, too
1: well yeah that and Leonard Fournette had some good runs
2: yeah uh finished with 28 carries for 111 yards um the Browns did not commit a penalty in this game I guess from what I understand
1: yeah and um I was hearing a lot of uh screaming about uh how they were going to have to play the Jaguars and the refs oh boy
2: throughout the game <clears throat> well that obviously was not the case um yeah. All right, let's just get this one out of the way pretty quickly. Uh, the Ravens beat the Packers 23 to nothing. Yes, they did. Brett Hundley had three picks. Uh, Fourth-string running back, Devonta Mays, fumbled twice. Uh, Green Bay was able to move the ball. Uh, they just turned it over five times.
1: This was probably the worst half of football that's ever been played. Yeah. The, what was it, six to nothing at the end of the half, and yeah. there were four turnovers?
2: Yep, it was bad. Um I was really going to cover games with uh, playoff implications, like the Vikings defeating the Rams 24-7. to uh, Case Keenum, it's going to be impossible to pull him for Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah.
1: Um, if he starts to have a bad game, we might see Bridgewater finally get back in there, but I don't think he's going to have a bad game. He's got the weapons around him, are, are playing well, and he's not taking a lot of hits, and he's he's not turning the ball over. Yeah, So I think we're going to see him as the quarterback until he screws up. Yeah, which, you know,
2: I don't really foresee, but, you know. Um, the running game, you know, it's been it's been fine for the most part uh, since Cook went down. It's just been which running back is going to get it. Uh, yesterday it was Latavius Murray, 95, 95 yards and two touchdowns. And a player that we've talked about a little bit, but I don't think enough, Adam Thielen uh, for the Vikings. Yeah. I said it last year in about week six or seven that this kid is, like, the next step in the evolution of that type of receiver, he's he's Jordy Nelson
1: 2.0. Yeah, that uh, sort of big-bodied, um, not necessarily the you know tallest or, or biggest biggest other, but big-bodied and fast
2: and gigantic catching radius. Yes, um, I love watching this kid play. I hate that he plays for the Vikings, uh, but I love watching this kid play. He he does. He reminds me a lot of Jordy Nelson. Yeah.
1: I see a lot of similarities and, uh, with him and Juju Smith Schuster too. Yeah. I've seen a
2: lot of Smith Schuster play but uh
1: he's that same t- he, I mean yeah. he's 215 pounds yeah and you know so he's able to go over the middle a lot easier than Antonio Brown would be yeah
2: um Thielen had six catches for 123 yards and a touchdown uh, I believe this puts him on the season at 62 catches for just a little over 900 yards um which ridiculous numbers through 10
1: weeks yep he's got 916
2: there you go um so the Vikings improved to eight and two. Uh, Rams are now seven and three. So the Vikings will hold a tiebreaker over the Rams. Uh, they also hold a tiebreaker over the Saints. Um, the Saints down fifteen in the fourth quarter, uh, come back to win it, thirty-four to thirty-one.
1: That's an impressive comeback.
2: Yeah, they're now eight and two. Uh, they won by a field goal in overtime. Uh, Kobe Fleener, nine catches for ninety-one yards. Mark Ingram one hundred thirty-four yards on the ground and a touchdown. Uh, Drew Brees three hundred eighty-five passing yards. And two touchdowns.
1: Do you ever wonder why they even bothered to bring in Peterson when they've got Ingram?
2: Yeah, I, it was a baffling move, uh, and the fact that they moved on so quickly is not a surprise. Yeah,
1: I mean Ingram was already one of the top running backs in the league. Yeah, nobody ever talks about him because he plays down in New Orleans. I don't know why New Orleans doesn't get that much coverage.
2: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm in a fantasy football league. It's a keepers league, and I've had a lot of injuries this year. Um, my three running backs: Delvin Cook. David Johnson and Mark Ingram. In this Keepers League, you can only keep one player going forward each year. So it's, my keeper's probably going to be uh, Delvin Cook as the younger of the running backs. Maybe David yeah. Johnson. Uh, and I also had Aaron Rodgers in that league, and he got injured as well. So my season's kind of in the crapper right now. Uh, I had two wins coming into this week. So at the trade deadline, I dumped Mark Ingram. Yeah. I wasn't going to keep him going forward, so it didn't matter. Um. Yeah maybe i should have made him my keeper going forward
1: well i don't know i i, I feel like dalvin cook is is going to be just as good when he returns
2: yeah no i i believe so as well but yeah it's uh, just monster numbers from ingram all year long um
1: and they're they're not doing it at the expense of the passing game right that's that's what the saints have always been they've been able to run and pass it it hasn't ever really come down to one or the other
2: um uh, so for uh So for New Orleans, they're sitting in a two-seed behind the Vikings right now uh, due to the head-to-head tiebreaker. New Orleans is now 1-8 straight.
1: Yeah, um, they did not look like a very good team to open this season. They had some pretty ugly losses in those two games, but uh, their defense has really stepped up and played like an NFL defense as opposed to, uh, I don't know what the hell they were playing like. Pee Wee League, Papa Warner.
2: Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I said that Minnesota was number one. I'm incorrect. Philadelphia is number one. Sorry. They won last night. They're 9-1. and one. Yeah. So New Orleans is a third seed. Um, but still, again, winners of eight straight. The, to- the top of the NFC. Philadelphia, winners of eight straight. Minnesota, winners of six straight. New Orleans, winners of eight straight.
1: Well, that hardly seems fair.
2: Yeah. It's kind of similar in the AFC. Uh, Pittsburgh, winners of five straight. New England, winners of six straight. Jacksonville, winners of four straight. Um, the, uh, the Chiefs, now losers of two straight.
1: Are trying to play their way out of the playoffs.
2: Yeah. Lost 12-9 yesterday to the New York Giants. Um.
1: They did force overtime, so.
2: A bully for them, I guess. Um, you know, this puts, uh, this puts Kansas City in the four seed. Um, fortunately for them, they do have a two-game lead in their division.
1: Look, I get it. It was cold yesterday in, in the, uh. Midwest and, and Northeast, but uh, the Browns scored a touchdown. Why couldn't the Chiefs? <laughs> right. Um,
2: the uh, Texans beat the Cardinals thirty-one to twenty-one. Don't really want to go too much into that game because uh, you know neither of these teams are really going anywhere. I will say uh, down to Foreman. I heard tore his ACL. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald nine catches for ninety-one yards and a touchdown. Just and this is a, what two days after signing a contract ex- extension that pretty much guarantees he will be playing next week. Yeah. So. Um, the uh the Chargers 54 the Bills 24.
1: Okay, um why didn't Tyrod Taylor start?
2: Yeah, I don't know. So they wanted to go on in a new direction and they said it was a long-term step. So they started uh Nathan Peterman who promptly threw five interceptions and got pulled.
1: So so you, hang on. Yeah,
2: no. Don't even
1: try. You go on. I'll stay here and try to figure this try out. Try to
2: process what happened. Yeah. Uh Philip Rivers 20 of 32 for 251 and two touchdowns. Uh, rushing touchdowns by Melvin Gordon and uh, Austin Eckler. Uh, Keenan Allen, 12 catches, 159 yards in both of those Rivers touchdowns. Um, they wound up with a defensive touchdown from Corey Toomer and Melvin Ingram. Um, yeah, it just, it was bad.
1: I am struggling to see what's happened to this Bills defense.
2: Uh, they traded Marcel Darius.
1: Was it, he was, that, that was the key? He was the thing holding it together? I'm assuming so. Uh, that was the one piece.
2: Yeah. I uh, I like the Chargers going forward to potentially be uh, a wild card team. You know, um, take, take a look at their, at their remaining schedule. They have a very beatable Cowboys team on Thursday. The Browns, the Redskins, at the Chiefs, who, you know, at the moment, look like they could be beaten by literally anyone. Uh, at the Jets, a very winnable game, and at home against the Raiders. They have one of the easiest schedules down the stretch.
1: Yeah, Um. I wouldn't be surprised to see them come back and and try to fight for the division if the, I, if the Chiefs keep playing like this.
2: I do think that is a bit of a stretch because you know there's already the two game lead. Um so they would
1: I mean the uh the Chiefs don't exactly have a rough and tumble schedule themselves, but I mean they lost to the Giants.
2: Right. Um yeah, for the for the Chiefs at home against the Bills, at the Jets, against the Raiders, the Chargers game, against the Dolphins, and at the Broncos. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not the most difficult thing in the world. Seems like the AFC West schedule is kind of weak all around this year, um, with the exception of everybody having to play the Patriots. Right. Um, the uh, speaking of the AFC West, the Bengals beat the Broncos twenty to seventeen. Towards the beginning of this game, uh, Drake or Patrick picked off Osweiler in the end zone and returned it a hundred yards and fumbled. Oh. inside the fifteen. He did recover it at the one and they were able to uh <laughs> to punch it in for the touchdown. Actually I believe it was the uh passing touchdown that Dalton had in the first quarter there. But uh yeah. Took it ran for a hundred yards with the ball in his hand and did not score. Uh
1: that 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 sucks.
2: Yeah. Uh the uh New England Patriots matched the Steelers at eight and two uh by beating the Raiders thirty three to eight in Mexico yesterday. this um, was
1: after uh Derek Carr called uh, the Raiders Mexico's team.
2: Yes. Yes. I mean, if look, it's only fair that they play for Mexico the way they've played for Oakland the past 20 years. Yeah. Um show Mexico show Mexico what it really has in its team.
1: It's a, it's a shame they they couldn't have done that for Las Vegas, show them what they were getting and be, before they could say yes, you know.
2: Yeah, well. Um <laughs> Tom Brady, 3 uh 30 of 37, 339 yards and three touchdowns. Uh Six of those passes went to Brandon Cooks for 149 touch, uh, yards and a touchdown. 149
1: touchdowns—that'd be amazing. 149 yards and a touchdown. Um, Boy, that uh, that Patriots Steelers game is shaping up to be something. It is, and then the same thing's going to
2: happen that always happens.
1: Yeah, for, 49 to 28. Well, uh, to be fair, the the Steelers did upgrade the hell out of their secondary.
2: They did. They did it's it, it it will be interesting, I just until the Steelers can prove otherwise, I yeah. just always go in to make jokes about and it's I wouldn't make the jokes if it didn't happen the same way every oh, yeah, single no. time and it, and for the Steelers, it's like it's always in the midst of this huge streak that they're having, or they di- they just got in the upswing, everything's looking great for Pittsburgh, and then, oh hey, here's New England,
1: yep, and then if we beat them in in the regular season, we'll end up having to face them in the championship game, right. <laughs> Things won't go well there.
2: Yeah. Um, Tom and I have been using this, uh, this website, PlayoffPredictors.com, over the last week, uh, trying to figure out different scenarios uh, for, for the teams to get in the playoffs. Um, I used it uh, kind of as a way just to keep track of remaining schedules and playoff likelihoods and everything like that as the weeks go on. You can set who you think is going to win each game, and it will show you the playoffs. Uh, Tom was able to get a Super Bowl between Cleveland and San Francisco,
1: Yes, uh, it took some doing. I had to have the Saints as a uh, as a wild card at thirteen and three.
2: <laughs> That's insane.
1: Yeah. Um, well, because I had to spread around so many teams' losses, right? Just to get the the seven and nine forty ers who would only be two and four in the. They only have two division games left, right? So they'd only be two and four in the division. I had to take away wins from the. Uh, Packers, the Lions, the um, Buccaneers, the Cowboys, <laughs> the Redskins—all the teams in the uh, in the NFC West—just to get all of them under seven and nine—that
2: is insane. That's just insane. Um, but uh, so using this uh, using this website here, looking ahead at the Patriots' schedule: at home against the Dolphins, at the Bills, at the Dolphins—that's weird. Uh, at the Steelers, at home against the Bills, at home against the Jets. They could finish 14-2 and without breaking a sweat. Yes. Now, taking a look at the Steelers going forward.
1: But uh, do remember that the Jets and the Bills both like to beat the Patriots once a year.
2: <laughs> right. Um, checking out the rest of the Steelers schedule, at home against a lifeless Packers team. That's going to be such a terrible game.
1: I'm glad we decided not to go to that.
2: Yeah, me too, because uh, I would have told you to find someone else to go.
1: Well, we I mean, <laughs> we would have spent a lot of money on seats because it's a high-profile game in Pittsburgh, you know, and seats are already not cheap there. Yeah. So we would have spent upwards of $100 to go, and then we'd get there and Brent Hundley. Brett or Brent? Brett. Brett Hundley. He really doesn't deserve that name. No. Nope. He shouldn't be allowed to.
2: T- uh tickets for this game, the worst seats in the stadium for this game still hundred and eight dollars.
1: Yep. Because they're in demand. Because the Steelers are playing very well.
2: Yeah. But look at that for them. This game against the Packers, which if it's not if it's not twenty four to nothing by the half, the Steelers should concede the game and just give the Packers the win. They uh I feel like they get
1: Well, look, the the Steelers and, and the Lions share a thing in common in that they play one half of football each week.
2: Right. Um the uh Steelers are then at the Bengals, at home against the Ravens, at home against the Patriots, at the Texans, and at home against the Browns to close out the season. Um,
1: so 14-2 and two or 13-3. and three. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, so that, that Patriots-Steelers game, that's going to be a big one. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm pretty sure – is it in the window to flex yet? It should be this week. They should make an announcement about whether or not it gets flexed to Sunday Night Football. I doubt that it will because CBS will probably protect it.
1: Well, and – Running up to that, the Steelers have three primetime games.
2: Right, yeah. They've got the Sunday night football, Monday night football, Sunday night football again, which, I'm sorry, that Steelers-Ravens game needs to be flexed out of primetime.
1: Yeah, Um. maybe at the—well, I don't know why they put that. I mean, I mean, it's still a rivalry, yes, but—
2: Baltimore is in the playoff hunt. They're,
1: I know, but they, they weren't good last year.
2: They're the sixth seed right now.
1: And they've looked meh at times this year.
2: Yeah. Um the uh, Lions defeated the Bears 27 to 24 to stay 2 games behind the Vikings in the NFC North. Um they they currently are out of the playoff picture um even though they are 6 and 4 because Carolina is the 5th seed at 7 and 3 and Seattle right now at 6 and 3 uh and they play tonight uh would be the 6th seed.
1: Well just just when it looks like the the Bears might try to look good for a, a small stretch. They just go out and and blow it,
2: yeah, they were leading this game at a couple different points, uh even being up ten nothing at one point uh, failed to uh finish things off
1: and they uh, they go on to play Philadelphia next week, so yeah that uh that could be an ugly one. They've got a chance at I think uh two or three more wins coming up. They play San Francisco at cincinnati and 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 Cleveland, so those are three winnable games for them, yeah
2: um. Looking ahead for the Lions, uh, at home against the Vikings, at the Ravens, uh, those are going to be two tough games. At the Buccaneers, uh, Buccaneers winners are two straight, so, um, right, correct, they did finish off that game against Miami? Yes. Yeah. Um, at home against the Bears, at the Bengals, and at home against the Packers, who knows what that game is going to be.
1: Yeah, I at this point, if the Packers don't win next week, I don't see any reason to bring Rodgers back, even if he's ready
2: i i totally agree with you
1: even if they do win i it it, it's a stretch at this point for me because there's too much of a risk of of injuring him again and he's not as young as he used to be right
2: Right. i don't know i think he's he's eligible to come back in week 15 if there's if they're within a game of the wild card i say you
1: play him i i i don't i don't their
2: last well their last three games of the season um they're against three, you know, fairly tough opponents. At the Panthers at home against the Vikings at the Lions. If you're with I mean, if they can win the next two weeks, or I'm sorry, not the next two weeks, they're not going to beat Pittsburgh. Um
1: They can win two of the next three weeks.
2: If they can win against the Buccaneers and Browns, that would put them at 7 and 6. They could be within a game of the wild card at that point. And with Aaron Rodgers back, who knows what happens against the Panthers?
1: I mean, you you, you also have to look at like, if the Panthers win the next two weeks, they're a lock for a playoff spot right. at that point. Right. And, you know, if the Seahawks win their next couple, the race is going to become too tight at the top for them to be able to squeeze in, and I don't, I wouldn't risk the injury.
2: Right. Well, the thing is, when you look at for the, for the Panthers coming up, at home against the Jets, at the Saints, at home against the Vikings, so coming into that game, there could be just a game separating those two
1: teams. Oh, well, we'll just we'll have to wait we'll have and to see. see how it plays out yeah mm. we,
2: we'll definitely have to wait and see. and for the Seahawks, another team you know that could be vying for the wild card, at the 49ers, against the Eagles, at the Jaguars, there's a chance that Green Bay's only a game behind them yeah and Green Bay would already hold the tiebreaker over them, having one having beaten them in week one. so I don't th- I think if, if Green Bay can win two of the next three, bring Rogers back, but if they drop two of three or even three. No chance. Sit him for the rest of the year.
1: Absolutely. I, I mean, if they drop two or three, the best they can hope for is nine and seven. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they they aren't going to get there with Brett Hundley. That much is clear. Right. No. Yeah, that's,
2: that's painfully clear.
1: And, look, Mike McCarthy, I get it. You're going to stick with your guy. But, man, don't come out and say it every time. gets He gets, <laughs> at, he gets
2: <laughs> asked every time.
1: That's the thing. Just, I mean, just say, I've said what I'm saying, yeah. and, and then mean, move on.
2: They keep asking, but the thing is, <clears throat> I don't think there's a single free agent quarterback out there that would have had different results in these last four games.
1: I mean, different game results? No. Different personal results? Absolutely.
2: I I don't know. He's not... Whoever they bring in is still having to learn the system while Hen- Hundley's been in it yeah. for, for three years, so... Breath. yeah, Yeah. Um, all right, so... uh Last game of the weekend, uh the Eagles destroyed Dallas 37 to 9. Uh Carson Wentz only uh 168 yards of passing. Um however, uh they they got they got more than 50 yards from three different players. Uh JJ 91 yards, LeGarrette Blunt 57 and Corey Clement 50. So, um a lot of production on the ground for them. Uh 215 total rushing yards. Uh, Dak Prescott threw three interceptions and actually was pulled for Cooper Rush later on,
1: um, who attempted one pass.
2: Yeah. So again, the the win puts the Eagles at nine and one. Uh, Dallas drops to five and five without Ezekiel Elliott. I think it would be very difficult for Dallas to stay in the playoff hunt.
1: Yeah. Um. They they need that uh, that two dimensional game. They it's they're they're just a passing team now, and teams know it. Yeah.
2: Um. So division leaders in the AFC, Steelers, Patriots, Jaguars, Chiefs, and the wild uh, cards right now, the Titans and Ravens. Like I said, I expect the Chargers to come up there and, and catch the Ravens. Uh, other than that, I think the playoffs are pretty much set, and I think that's that's the exact order except I think the Patriots get the one seed and the Steelers get the two.
1: They both get a bye week, Yeah, and they both get home field until the championship game, and then we have another epic matchup that turns out to be a, a huge letdown.
2: Unless Jacksonville winds up facing Pittsburgh, in which case the Steelers lose <laughs> because that's how yeah. it happens. Uh, it's It's just so weird the Steelers have those types of, of trends. They perform the same way against New England every time, the same way against ja- Jacksonville every time, the same way against Tennessee every time, it
1: seems. Well, not every time.
2: guys usually give them a pretty good whooping.
1: No, there were a couple of years where they beat us and kept it close. And
2: yeah, um, over in the NFC, you got Philly, Minnesota, New Orleans, Los Angeles leading the way. If Seattle wins tonight, they'll be the division leader, and Los Angeles will be the sixth seed. Uh, and then you have Carolina Wait. in the five seed. If Seattle wins, they'll be seven and three. Okay. They already beat L.A.
1: Uh, I was looking at the wrong uh, the wrong win loss record.
2: Uh, yeah, the uh, the Seahawks will be at that point the th- four seed. Uh, and Los Angeles will be the sixth seed. I think we have our playoff teams locked in.
1: It sure seems that way. I mean, the teams that are playoff caliber have been playing like they're playoff caliber, and and, and the rest of the uh, conference has been playing like uh, like they're the Arizona Cardinals and, and, the, uh, and the Chicago Bears.
2: Still blows my mind the Bears have three wins this year. And that one of those three was not against a Brett Hundley-led Packers squad.
1: Yeah. Um, it was against a, a Steelers squad that— had no idea what it wanted to do.
2: Yeah. I was, yeah, I keep forgetting that that, uh, man.
1: That's... Just remember, folks, um, fall on the ball. <laughs> Don't knock it out of the back of the end zone.
2: Oh, man. Um, all right, so shifting gears, uh, we're going to look at the NBA for a little bit. Um, Boston, Doug uh, Gordon-Hayward uh, leading the way in the East 15-2. and two. Uh, Detroit is in second at eleven and five, followed by the Raptors, also eleven and five.
1: What's what's happening?
2: Cleveland is nine and seven, uh, still struggling. Um, they uh, they have won four straight, but they're just six
1: and four in their last ten. So maybe they didn't make the best trades.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking not. Um, Washington nine and seven. 76 Sixers finally turned things around. Seven and three in their last ten. Uh, they are eight and seven now uh, after a very very rough start. Um, out in the West, the, uh, Houston Rockets lead the way 13 and four, uh, they're eight and two in their last 10 golden state, 13 and four, nine and one in their last 10, Minnesota's 10 and six. So is San Antonio, um, San Antonio, a little bit of a, a little bit of an excuse in that, uh, they don't have their best player.
1: Is he gonna be healthy ever again?
2: Yeah. He'll, uh, Kawhi will be back. I they're mean, just, they're taking it slow, um, but they have
1: given up some huge leads.
2: They've also come back from some yeah, well, huge deficits. Coming back from uh twenty three down the other night, uh to beat the Oklahoma City Thunder.
1: The, uh, I mean they they just need to work on consistency. Yeah. You can't let other teams go on, on, on runs and you just gotta be I know Kawhi's out, but you gotta be better in the defensive zone.
2: Yeah. Um the uh yeah, the uh Thunder right now just seven and eight. So kind of disappointing. Uh, I know everybody was pretty high on them uh, coming into the year after the, all the moves they made. Um, for, uh, for San Antonio, uh, excuse me, sorry, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge has really picked things up for them. Uh, 22 points per game, 8 rebounds per game uh, so far this season. Um, so becoming the player that they signed him to be. Uh, unfortunately, I hate the fact that he's kind of now found his stride without Kawhi on the floor because what's going to happen when Kawhi comes back and the and the offense doesn't go through Aldridge every, right. every single
1: position. Um, I think they can make it change and make it be that way.
2: Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, we haven't talked about him too much this year. I feel like we should. Lonzo Ball. Yeah. Everything uh, 8.9 points per game, 7.1 rebounds, 7.1 assists, um, shooting uh, thirty-one percent from the field. He has had some games where he's looked great, and he has had some games where he looks like an absolute bust. It's way too early to determine one way or the other. You know what his career is going to be, but just the hot and cold that he's gone through throughout the course of this season is amazing.
1: Yeah, I think we can say that he's not going to be the uh, uh, world-beating player. You know, um, but I don't know too many people that actually expected that. Uh, I really. The yeah I really expected him to be a solid player, you know not necessarily the best in the league but certainly a, an all star year to year um I don't know if we've even seen that yet
2: no we definitely uh. have not um but uh yeah. but i mean it seems
1: like they're uh they're kind of protecting him a little bit you know he's yeah. uh he's not playing huge minutes in all the games i mean his his uh his most was he played thirty nine minutes against denver right the other day
2: Uh, over his last 10 games uh zero points six points nine points nine points 10 19 7 2 6 11 um and uh you know in that time didn't make a shot shot 200 231 267 250 583 300 111 429 385 so a little bit better the last two games um I don't know. I mean, he's having a better time of it than his brother is. Well, yeah. I mean, he's not in a Chinese jail. Well, I guess neither is his brother anymore, but uh yep. Um that whole saga is just it's not over yet. Something else. Well, I know, mean, it's not over they're yet. They're back. It's I think it's over. Um so um
1: I expect Lonzo to uh shoot more coming up soon. He's he's going to start shooting more. Um he needs to shoot more. The Lakers are just 7 and 10. I know they're second in their division, but yeah. it's, it's a bad division.
2: Yeah, it's not saying a whole lot. Uh, so, biggest surprise so far: um, the Cavaliers at nine and seven, the Thunder at seven and eight, or the Pistons at eleven and five.
1: uh, uh it's, it's got to be the Pistons. They did so. nothing to get better this off season.
2: Yeah, I I mean uh, they let Cantavius Caldwell-Pope go. They did get Bradley, um but yeah, like I didn't see, I didn't see a, that as That's as, a lateral move at yeah, best. I didn't see that as getting better either. Uh, so I, I I do agree that they they didn't really make any strides.
1: Either that or Philadelphia already having 8 wins on the year.
2: See, that was not a surprise to me. If you remember, I did pick them to be a playoff team. So. Yeah,
1: but I, I picked them to be the same old 76ers. Oh, they,
2: I think they're finally getting it together. We're, we're going to see the Sixers back in the playoffs.
1: Trust the process. Uh, yeah. The 20-year rebuilding process.
2: Here's the thing, man. They talk, you talk about the process. Teams, teams that have trusted the process. Cubs, the Astros. I know it's baseball, but they trusted the process. It's worked out. The Oilers, they trusted the process. I know they're. It
1: worked out for one year, kind of.
2: I don't think they're as bad as they're playing right now. Um, then why are they
1: playing that bad?
2: Teams go through this, you know that. When the season ends, I don't think they're going to be that bad. Um, I, I think they're going to be towards the top of the conference. Um, but no, it you trust the process, it will work out.
1: Yeah, if some of you don't die before, then Did
2: you, the Detroit Lions. It was a long process for them, but they came back from that 0-16 to where they are competing for playoff spots every year. It is just a matter of time until they take the next step.
1: I feel like the process isn't complete until you win the championship.
2: Oh, and at least they, they may not have completed it, but, you know, they're making steps. And I was, <laughs> I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday who was at the game. So said, I... I made no secret on this show or in my personal life that I hate the Lions and most of their fans because of the way they've treated me and my son when we've gone up for, for games up there. Um, so it does make me happy to see this, but I am kind of starting to feel bad for fans I know personally, Brandon, Eli, Kristen, Steven. Um, every single time something happens to, to Green Bay, Rodgers breaks his collarbone twice, uh, the Jordy Nelson ACL injury, Detroit fans get so happy that this is it. We're finally going to get over that hump we're going to be and then we're going
1: to win the division. And
2: then Minnesota or Chicago comes out of nowhere and has just this stellar lights out year and Detroit still winds up in second or third place. Or like the first time Rodgers broke his collarbone and Rodgers came back to put Green Bay in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. It just um, keeps happening. It does just keep happening. Uh, the Lions need uh, to be a bit stronger throughout the season to ensure that it doesn't they can't lose those those dumb games like uh, you know where you have to have the uh, ball not get in the end zone and then time runs off the clock. Right. You have to score those touchdowns. You have to finish out those games. Right.
2: But I still think that they're proof of the process, and it's the same process that these Sixers have been on from day one: draft and develop, make the additions where you need to. I think it's going to work out in Philly's favor, and I don't know two two years from now i think we're talking about a celtic 76ers eastern conference final
1: and see that's there's two more years for these fans i i that are just have been waiting so long but they're
2: still going to they're still going to have playoff appearances I know, I and know, success it, in the next two years too it's not
1: it just it it's a long process it
2: is it is but hey
1: and s- when it, but w- some teams do it quicker yeah. you know well, how do you how do you figure out when your team is still in the process or when they're just screwing around
2: when, yeah, when the process hasn't panned out, yeah yeah, I mean it is difficult. you have to I mean it look, helps to have someone you believe in in the front office
1: look look at the process for the for the buccaneers. They fell a long way from that Super Bowl victory, yeah, and it they're just a jumbled mess still,
2: right. Yeah, yeah, it looked like they were clawing their way back. It looked like you know I, they were they were a favorite for a lot of people to, to compete in the NFC South this year, and yeah, it's kind of falling apart. But uh, it's
1: so it's just so hard to tell when it's the process and and, and when it's just a bad pick,
2: right? Oh uh, yeah, when it's when it's another misstep by the front office, oh. um, no, I, or
1: the Browns right. who have been an entire NFL team's history worth of the process.
2: Right. No, I I understand where you're coming from, but I, I think it's been very clear from day one that the 76ers were, were on the right path because they did take some of the no-brainer, you know, picks in the drafts. And when these guys came out and they were injured to start their careers, they didn't force the issue. They continued to just play and to just be bad because it was part of the process. Yeah, And, you know, I it might have been difficult to watch for 76ers fans, and yeah, waiting does suck, but, you know... Look at it now. You know it's 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 pan, it, it's panning out. I, like I said, I, I believe they're going to be a playoff team this year. So, well, we'll you know we'll find out more as the season progresses.
1: Yeah, I mean it's still early, and they're they're eight and seven.
2: Yeah. Speaking of it uh, being still early in sports um, and surprising teams. Tom's New Jersey Devils. My goodness leading the Metro Division. Are they still? They are. Mm -hmm. Oh,
1: good. That means that... uh,
2: They are, uh, by by virtue of having played one fewer games than Columbus. Um, Yeah, they are leading the way with 25 points. It's it's a three-way tie in points uh, with Columbus and Pittsburgh, but New Jersey's played 19 games, Columbus has played 20, Pittsburgh's played 22. So the first tiebreaker, as far as that kind of stuff goes, is actually games played um, because they've had fewer opportunities to gain so many points.
1: Yes, and I would like to take this opportunity here to uh, to get something off my chest. If you say, "Oh, the Devils are fun now," I am going to want to punch you in the face.
2: <laughs> is it not so much fun watching them play with their uh, with their penalties thirty-seven seconds into the game?
1: No. See, here is the thing: you call those uh, those three New Jersey Devils championship teams boring because they played the neutral zone trap, right? The, uh, I think it was the 2000 2001 Devils were among the leaders in scoring that year. I'm, I'm sorry, I thought scoring was what we wanted in this league. They weren't boring then. Sure, when they were bad, those seasons they were bad, they were hard to watch, but sometimes hard to watch is fun.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, I, I can attest to that. Dallas over the last three years.
1: Yeah. And now you, they they come in and they're scoring goals at, at a higher rate than they were the last couple of years and suddenly they're fun again. Yeah. It's um, it's lazy uh journalism.
2: Yeah. Uh for for New Jersey, uh I so said they're tied atop the division at twenty five points. The Islanders just a point <clears throat> back, Washington a point behind them, Carolina and New York a point behind that. And Philly, two points behind that. This is a very tight division right now. Yes, and uh, it's you know far far from over. That's for sure. Um, surprising to see New York so far down.
1: Um, well, they had that terrible start to the season. Yeah, they did.
2: Uh, they are seven and three over their last ten uh, in the Atlantic. Tampa Bay leads the way, and the entire Eastern Conference at thirty-two points. Um, uh, fun to see what they can do when they're healthy.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, well, when you put. Uh you got guys like Kucherov and Stamkos playing on the same line, it's not fair to the rest of the league.
2: Right. Uh, Toronto, four points back at 28. Five points back from them, uh, the Red Wings, very surprising for me. Uh, they are 6-2-2 two, and two in their last 10. Uh, Ottawa, a point back at 22. Boston, Montreal, Florida, and Buffalo rounded out. Um, speaking of Boston... Just announced Boston and Chicago will play an outdoor game at Notre Dame Stadium next season.
1: Oh boy, Boston and Chicago getting an outdoor game. How? Listen,
2: I agree with you. How
1: incredibly original.
2: I agree with you, but I am excited that Notre Dame is hosting.
1: Yeah, um, but...
2: I'm still disappointed that I didn't get to go to the one at Wrigley.
1: Again, um, shouldn't we be putting rivalries in these games?
2: We should, but also, again, excited about Notre Dame. And excited because I've never seen either one of those teams play, so... Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. I when I go, not if, when I go to that game.
1: Alright, you have fun with the spending the hundreds of dollars and the being cold.
2: Yep. Yeah. Instead of like yesterday where I spent <laughs> sevens of dollars.
1: Yeah. Literally sevens. Yes. Um also, also announced. I'm I'm losing it. My my voice is going. <laughs> my voice is going, Dave. Um the penguins and the flyers are gonna play outdoors too.
2: Oh boy. Woo. See, that one I'm a little bit more annoyed with.
1: Yeah. um, There are 31 teams in this league, and five of them get outdoor games.
2: Uh, Dallas still has not played an outdoor game.
1: The Devils got one um, the year that they had 17 of them. Uh, It was six. It wasn't 17, but still. And they only got to play in it because they wanted to have the Rangers play two outdoor games instead of one outdoor games. So the Rangers got to play the— devils and the islanders i don't know why they didn't just have the rangers and devils and islanders play you know a series of of three you know where they each play both opponent right um would have made sense but you know what can you do
2: yeah so uh, obviously vegas uh vegas hasn't played an outdoor game
1: no obviously not
2: um dallas has you know, dallas hasn't like i said um nashville has not played outdoors. Tampa Bay. That's kind of surprising. You'd think with all the ones that uh, Detroit had, Tampa would have come up for one.
1: You'd think, but uh, they like to put them in against the Maple Leafs. Right. Uh the Panthers,
2: the Coyotes, the Blue Jackets, and the Hurricanes. Some of those of war- you can see, but Yeah, uh, I'm seeing a lot of warm weather teams, but here's the thing. Match them up against a cold weather opponent. Yeah. How about How about Dallas against Minnesota at Target Field?
1: Yeah. How many How many well, also, part of it is, you know, how can we get the biggest number of people to come to this game? Let's put it in the biggest possible stadium.
2: I think a baseball stadium fits. Yeah. Um, Take them over a state. Dallas versus Minnesota in, in Lambeau Field.
1: Yeah. I mean, Lambeau Field seats eighty, ninety thousand.
2: 90,000. Yeah. Or Camp Randall. Do, do it there. There's yeah. tons of places to be able to do this kind of thing up in that region. I know, you know, people from Minnesota wouldn't be happy to have it cross the state border, but...
1: Well, if they had built their football field to be outside, right. it wouldn't have been a problem.
2: Hey, the Blackhawks are going to have to cross the border into Indiana.
1: I believe you mean Illinois Junior.
2: <laughs> oh, man. No, I I feel like there there's an oversaturation with these outdoor games, but I don't think I'd feel that way if they'd let some of these other teams in. Yeah. Dallas could host one of these games. It gets colder. That was proven the year that the Steelers and Packers played in the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, the— uh, the if it had been outdoors ice ball. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
2: Dallas can host one of these. Nashville gets cold enough. Nashville could host one of these. This is not I don't know, it bugs me. Bugs the crap out of me. It
1: bugs everyone. Yeah. Except the NHL for some reason. Yeah. Uh but So let's talk about the Western Conference now, I yeah, guess. Yeah,
2: the West. Uh Saint Louis, uh leading the way with thirty one points. Uh Winnipeg behind them. Nashville, Chicago, Colorado, Dallas, Minnesota. Um, Chicago being that far back, kind of a surprise. Uh, they have twenty-two points, nine back from St. Louis. Um.
1: Um, it's kind of surprising, but at the same time, they're they're not playing complete games. They they had a four-one lead against the Devils and ended up losing seven to five. Right. You you can't do that. You've you've got to hold on to those leads, and and they're not always holding on to them. It's uh, they're inconsistent, and I use that word a lot. Yeah.
2: Um, the Central, uh, notable as the only division where every single team has a winning record.
1: Well, to be fair, they have the least amount of teams to, to make that happen. That's
2: true. Um, the, uh, the Metro, everybody is at least 500. Um, but uh, in the Pacific, the Kings lead the way with 26 points. Vegas, right on their heels with 25. And we talked about it, that Vegas could be competitive this year, and they've shown yep. that they, they will be. Yes. Um, They've won two straight, but they are 4-5-1 and one in their last 10.
1: They did. They're getting their goalies back healthy. They are. Subban is healthy now. Um, their um,
2: biggest issue, they're having trouble on the road. They're 8-1 and one in Vegas. 8-1. and one. Yep. Uh, on the road, they are 4-5-1. and one. Um, Calgary is in third with 22 points. I'm actually going to see them uh, on Wednesday. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, checking them out down in Columbus. My daughter has a specialist down there that we go to see. Um, and... uh that's for for her eye, so that nobody out there is all worried about what's wrong with my daughter. It's just her eye. Uh, she gets surgery down there, so we're going for a checkup, and we figured, you know what? Toledo Public Schools, the teachers worked it this year, so they don't work the day before Thanksgiving, so the kids don't have school. So we figured, you know what? Let's just make a day of it, so we're going to spend the day in Columbus. Well, there you go. Do her eye appointment, you know, go around, do a couple things during the daytime, and then... Uh, Grab a bite to
1: eat and go get yourself a buffalo burger. Yes. Oh man. What is the name of that restaurant? I don't know, but it's got a buffalo on the sign. It does. And it's near this stadium.
2: It's so good. So good. I don't but I don't think I can afford to feed a family of five there. <laughs> <laughs> so so I think we'll do something more in the uh five guys range.
1: Yeah. Um <laughs>
2: but uh yeah, we're gonna grab a bite to eat and then we're gonna go over for the uh Flames Blue Jackets game. And we'll probably drive back that night, and uh, then it'll be Thanksgiving. Yay. Which I know everybody's happy about.
1: Um, I'll be happy until about 5 o'clock.
2: Yeah. Well,
1: 4.30 when I have to leave. Right.
2: what will have, we'll have to squeeze in a couple of quick rounds of uh, things or Cards Against Humanity or something like that before you have to go. Everybody will have to scarf down their dinner in about an hour.
1: Oh, because cause we don't already do that. Right. Um. I've never seen a room get quieter than when the Steels are eating. Yeah, which is
2: it's no small feat, that's for sure. Um, so uh, going to you know, do the Pacific again, Anaheim 21 points, Vancouver 21, San Jose 20, Edmonton 16. Hey, the Coyotes broke double digits.
1: Yeah. Uh, all it took was they are close to being on a winning streak. They've won two in a row. And as we all know, a streak begins at three. Yes.
2: Uh, they're actually better on the road than they are at home. One six and one at home, three nine and two on the road. That's so depressing. It really is. They're four fifteen and three on the year. Um, they are a team that uh, is not part of the process.
1: No, um, they're
2: just bad and continuing to make mistakes.
1: Also, not part of the process is Buffalo. They are. They're just flailing in the dark.
2: It really did look like it for a couple of years. It really looked like they were part of the process. And yeah. nope, no. Uh, the the wheels have fallen off of that particular bus.
1: There's a uh, a sports journalist I follow on Twitter who's a Buffalo fan, both uh, Sabers and Bills. Yeah, and he's convinced that uh, nothing but misery will ever come to Buffalo sports teams. Uh, I, I I like to point out that the Buttes won the Isabel Cup last year, but uh, right. as far as the uh, major men's sports go, nothing but misery. The bills aren't going to do anything. No, every year they oh, look But like,
2: I mean, to be yeah. fair, they only have two out of four. So yeah. Um,
1: but do you really think it would be any different if they had uh, if they had basketball or baseball? Probably not. They'd be they they'd be bad, and you know it. Um, Part of it is nobody really wants to go up and live in in Upper New York, up upstate New York. They call it. It's cold. You get that lake effect, and you're buried in snow, and nobody wants to do that. You have to cancel games every now and then because you can't get to the rink. It's not a fun place. It's cold and desolate. Yeah. Much was, like most of the cities on Lake Erie.
2: I've never been up there. Um
1: I've been through there.
2: I just got a just got a alert on my phone. Um former Ohio State Buckeye uh and NFL wide receiver Terry Glenn has passed away at the age of forty three. Uh died in a car crash early this morning. Um, Glenn was a first-round pick by the New England Patriots in 1996, uh played there until 2001, uh, spent one season in Green Bay and finished his career uh in Dallas from 2003 to 2007. He was a Pro Bowler in 1999, um was a uh, part of that Patriots Super Bowl team in 2001. Uh Sports Illustrated's Rookie of the Year in 1996. Uh finished his career with 593 catches, 8823 yards and 44 touchdowns uh police still investigating the crash uh happened in irving uh early this morning a so, bit of sad news uh right in what? the middle of our hockey discussion well,
1: i gotta bring us down from me talking about the misery of the bills yep sorry Um uh, so that, that's sad that sucks yes
2: so our thoughts and prayers go out to the family and friends of terry glenn um, but so back into back into hockey I wanted to put that out there as I got the alert. but um, So we talked biggest surprise in the NBA, uh, biggest surprise in the NHL. Uh, I'll, give, I'll give you three just like I did for the NBA. Uh, your Devils in first place. Now, I know we thought they'd be improved, but the fact that they're in first place. Uh, New York being towards the bottom of their division. Or the third one will go with Minnesota being in last place in the Central.
1: Um, well, like you said, everyone in the Central is above 500. Right. And it's still relatively early in the season we've we've got a good number of games in our belts but uh it's still relatively early um i do have to go with new jersey being in first
2: i agree like i said we both thought they were going to be improved but i i thought they were going to be improved to the tune of hey towards the end of the season they might make a push for that uh you know third spot in their division
1: right also honorable mention to to vegas for being as good as they are
2: right yeah i mean I, I could have thrown that one in there i could have thrown detroit being where they are in there but i just the, the three i gave i thought were a little more surprising i know new york again you know that entire division being over 500 isn't that big of a deal but still you know the way they've played the last couple of years you'd expect them to have 30 points by now instead of 22 yeah i mean they're
1: just a couple of years removed from a stanley cup final appearance right. and a loss
2: just got to throw that in there. Of course you do. Um, any more NHL you want to discuss?
1: Uh, not so much. I mean, we've got some great save-of-the-year candidates already, most of them coming from Sergei Bobrovsky. Yeah. Um, obviously, we've got some... Uh,
2: Those are always hard to discuss on here because we don't have video to accompany us.
1: Right. Um, you know, obviously, you've got Kucherov uh, scoring at will and getting, you know, assists from Steven Stamkos. They're tearing it up. They are, uh, Stamkos has 35 points uh, with 10 goals and 25 assists, and Kucherov has 17 goals and 16 assists for a total of 33 points. Yikes. Um, far and away leading the, uh, the league there. Um, it's kind of surprising, but at the same time, we always knew Stamkos was a, a great player. And he's finally back and healthy, and he wasted no time.
2: Yeah, I, I'm excited to see him come back. Tom, actually, Tom and I saw him in uh, in his last game uh, before the injury last year. He yep. got injured up in Detroit. Tom and I were at that game. So, but yeah, no, it's very happy to see him come back. And uh, he's always been one of my favorites, even though he's you know never played for my team. Uh, and you know, we have family that that are Lightning fans, so nice for them to you know, get to watch some good hockey this year. Um, Actually, family, that will be up on Thursday for
1: Thanksgiving. Yeah. Very excited. Um,
2: So I think we're uh, head to baseball to close things out today. Uh, They gave out the— A little
1: bit of baseball news here.
2: Yeah, they gave out the MLB Awards uh, last week. Uh, We couldn't do a show last week to do our picks for the awards. My uh, my wife and I took our kids skating last week, and uh, my wife is wearing a brace on her arm now.
1: (laughs) You took your clumsy wife skating.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so she's uh at home with a with the sprained wrist. So uh we we're kind of dealing with that on Monday. So that's why we couldn't have a show last week, but uh she's doing better and feeling better this morning, so I was able to get out to get over here for the show. Uh but so that, that means we did we did miss getting to give our picks. Um although most of them came out the way I would have picked them anyway. So, uh over in the AL, the MVP went to Jose Otuve, uh 405 points, 27 first place votes. Uh Aaron Judge finished second with two hundred and seventy nine points. Um I think this is definitely the right call.
1: Yeah. Um especially w- with with Judge already a lock for the rookie of the year, I, I feel like they, they always want to go with uh, you know, different players for, for similar awards.
2: Yeah. Um it it always kinda reminds me uh the year that Manning and Peterson came back from their injuries. Yeah. Peterson got comeback player, and Manning got MVP or vice versa. I don't remember uh, which way it went. But it was, it was nice to see each one of them get honored yeah. uh, that way. And I kind of felt that way about this year's MVP and Rookie of the Year. Um, the Indians' Jose Ramirez finished third with 237 points. Uh, Mike Trout, who missed a good portion of the season, finished fourth. Uh, Cleveland's Francisco Lindor fifth. Mookie Betts and Corey Kluber to close it out. Um, over in the NL, uh, Giancarlo Stanton, despite playing on such a poor team, uh, finished first. He was three
1: hundred and two points. He was that team. Beating Goldie out, got
2: robbed.
0: Goldie got robbed hard. He did not. He did too. He did he, too. He didn't even finish second. I know. That's what I'm saying. He got robbed hard. Like he should have at least, at the very least, been second. Yeah. Uh, it should have been his year though.
2: Joey Votto finished second. Three hundred points. Missed it by two. Uh missed both, it by that much. Both he and Stanton uh, had 10 first-place votes. Uh, Stanton had 10 second, 5 third, 3 fourth place, and one each of fifth and sixth, while Votto had 9 second place, four third place, five fourth place, and two fifth place. place. Uh, Goldschmidt finished with 239. Arenado, uh, 229. Charlie Blackman, 205. Had Had it been one or the other, I feel like the Rocky would have won it. Yeah, I, f- I feel like they split a good portion of their vote. Um, Anthony Rendon, 141, and last year's MVP, Chris Bryant, uh, 132.
1: I will say that uh, I think Goldschmidt would have gotten more votes had the uh, Diamondbacks not picked up J.D. Martinez. He kind of overshadowed Goldschmidt in the second half of the season.
2: A little bit. Still yeah. got robbed.
0: <clears throat> you got robbed. Robbed, 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 I tell you. At least we got the one. You'll you
2: get to it, I'm sure. Oh. NL Cy Young, Mac, uh, Max Scherzer, uh, 27 first-place votes, uh, 201 points. Clayton Kershaw came in second. Strasburg, Granke Jansen, yeah, a reliever. Uh, Gio Gonzalez, NL- Robbie Ray, Jacob deGrom, Jimmy Nelson, Alex Wood uh, also receiving votes. Uh, none of them broke 100. Uh, over the AL, uh, Corey Kluber winning his second, uh, 204 in the vote, 28 first place votes.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, it was. Uh, I figured it was going to be him.
2: Yeah. The other two first place votes went to Chris Sale. Um, also receiving votes uh, Luis Severino, uh, Carlos Carrasco for the Indians, Verlander, Kimbrell, uh, Santana, and Marcus Stroman of the Blue Jays. Uh, Verlander finished with 32. I thought he deserved a little bit more than that. I know his early season struggles probably kept that down.
1: Yeah. Um, they, they do look at the whole season. I guess he'll just yeah. have to console himself with
0: uh, his Wolf. wife and a uh, World, Series, uh, World ring. Series ring. Yeah. <laughs> poor Justin Verlander. Poor, yeah. poor guy. Oh, man. Must suck to be him.
2: <laughs> yep. Uh, so the the rookie of the year voting, there was no, there was no kind of surprise in any of this. Uh, both were won unanimously. Aaron Judge in the AL and Cody Bellinger in the NL. Uh, both of them got 30 first place votes. Um, for housekeeping purposes, uh, Benintendi, Mancini, Olsen, Guriel, and Montgomery in the AL also received votes. And DeJong, Bell, Hoskins, Marquez, Margot, Freeland, Castillo, and Hap received votes in, uh, in the NL. Like I said,
1: if not for Bellinger's monster season, um, I think Bell would have won it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's no way you're going to take was, anything
2: away from Bellinger this year.
1: He was so good on such a bad team,
2: right? Uh, for the manager of the year uh, in the AL, Paul Molitor, 18 first place votes, 112 total points, beating out Terry Francona, AJ Hinch, and Joe Girardi. And over in the NL. Eric's Diamondbacks got got their sole award <laughs> of the year. Uh Tori Lavulo, uh eighteen first place votes, hundred and eleven points.
1: Well not a sole award.
2: Uh, uh, they got
1: a couple of gold gloves yeah. and a silver slugger.
2: Uh Roberts, Black, Council, Baker, and Madden all received votes. Um and had, I'm not just
0: saying this as a Diamondback fan, I do think they made the right choice here because I mean I do too. It, you look at their turnaround in one year, um, you know, just Yeah, they were garbage last it, year. There really were was, the, the other bad. one
2: if uh, if Bud Black would have won it that would not have been the Rockies manager that would not have been an upset I don't believe uh, to to get it from I would have been upset well you would have <laughs> but but you're no taking I taking a homer approach to but you. I mean yeah, look at their but, turnaround too yeah basically I th- I I think that award uh, was determined by the winner of that wild card game.
0: Which is kind of, I, I can understand that, but it's still kind of lame because, yeah, they did have a big turnaround too, but it wasn't as big a right. turnaround. They, lo- they lost less games last year than we lost, and right. they won less games this year than we won, so it was a bigger turnaround. No,
2: I, I agree. It went to the right man, um, but it had it been black, I don't think it would have been a huge upset. Um, I'm sure nobody but me would have complained, <laughs>
0: is, is what you're saying,
2: yeah. and I understand Um I, I do believe that Molitor winning it in the AL... Uh, is is kind of an upset. I think a lot of people thought it was going to be AJ Hinch. Yeah, um, but he did. He did a good job. He did a good job. Are you talking about Molitor or Hinch? Because you're talking about Hinch. It's really funny. Yeah, you Ma- know,
1: World Series. He he did a good job. I mean, look when when you when you pick up a guy like Justin Verlander, you did a good job. When 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 that guy absolutely tears it up throughout the rest of the season, and kind of helps carry you to the World Series and wins it, you did a good job.
2: Um,
1: really, if 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 trading for Verlander was the only thing he did all season, he still kind of deserves it. But no, they, they, uh, they gave it to Molitor. Uh,
2: um, so look, uh, looking at the Silver Sluggers um, in the American League, catcher Gary Sanchez, first base Eric Hosmer, second base, El Tube. third base, Jose Ramirez, shortstop, Lindor, outfield, Judge, outfield, Upton, outfield, Springer, designated hitter, Nelson Cruz. Um, in the National League, in the same order, I'm not going to say all the positions again, Buster Posey, Paul Goldschmidt, Daniel Murphy, Nolan Arenado, Corey Seager, Giancarlo Stanton, Marcelo Zuna, Charlie Blackman, and Adam Wainwright. Um, not, you know, not a lot of argument goes into silver slugger and gold gloves. Yeah, they just... Nice for them to be tossed about there. Yeah. Um, for the gold gloves, uh, at catcher, Martin Maldonado and Tucker Barnhart. Uh, first base, Eric Hosmer and Paul Goldschmidt. Second base, uh, Brian Dozier and DJ LeMahieu. Shortstop, Andrelton Simmons and Brandon Crawford. Uh, third base, Evan Longoria, Nolan Arenado. Left field, Alex, uh, Alex Gordon, Marcelo Zuna. Center field, Byron Buxton, Ender Inciarte. Right field: Mookie Betts and Jason Hayward, and pitcher Marcus Stroman and Zach Greinke.
1: Well, there you go. Kind
2: of weird. I didn't see uh, see any designated hitters on the Gold Glove list.
1: It's weird. Yeah, It must have been an error. <laughs> you better look again.
2: Oh, uh, well, uh, so congratulations to all those awards winners for baseball, uh, and
1: for also getting paid lots of money. Yeah, and sleeping with super supermodels. Yeah,
2: sons of bitches. Um, so we, uh, we've got. Free agency right around the corner. Uh, we will talk about that next week. Um, well,
1: uh, before we, do, uh, Carlos Beltran announced his retirement.
2: He did. You are correct. Hall of Famer. Yes. Okay. Not even. Yeah. Not even a discussion for. Not me. even a
1: discussion. I, I think he's a fringe. I think he's gonna have trouble uh, getting all the votes. Um, I think he's got the the stats to to put him in the hall, but I don't know if he'll make it.
2: Uh, 279 career hitter, 435 home runs, 1,587 RBI, 312 stolen bases. Kind of surprising because he has not stolen one in recent years. Um, 69.8 career uh, war. I don't know. For me, it's a no-brainer. I think he's in. But I've been proven wrong many, many times on that kind of thing.
1: Again, I think he's good enough to be in. I think he probably deserves to be in. But there does need to be a distinction beyond – Hall of Famer and Scrub. Yeah. You yeah. Know, there needs to the be hall of very the good. Hall of Very Good yeah. in order to make the Hall of Fame worthwhile.
2: Yeah. Uh, there are a ton of guys who yeah, they they might be fringe guys and everything. I don't I don't see Beltran as one of them. I think he I think he definitely gets in. Um he spent his spent his career with the Royals, uh, Astros, Mets, Giants, Cardinals, Yankees, Rangers, and Astros again. Um so, yeah, great career for him. Hall of Fame career for him. Congratulations, Carlos Beltran, on your amazing career. Why do not you just drink you it drink. out of the pot, Eric? I really don't get it.
0: I like my cup. Why Why, why would I drink it out of my thermalized, like, glass lined pot? Don't keeps always, it nice and warm. But you toasty don't always warm. drink
2: out of the same cup, so you can't have that big of an attachment to the cup. So, why not just drink it out this of the pot? This is the one that was clean. Uh, I so almost no clean. Attach- there's no <laughs> attachment to the cup you can just drink it out of the pot. All right. Well, that is all the time we have because some of us have stuff we have to do, uh like buy booze for Thanksgiving. That's me. That's what I got to do. Yeah, no.
1: It's not me cuz I have oh, to work. So.
2: Yeah, me
0: too. I don't get to buy or drink booze for Thanksgiving.
1: Oh, I wasn't going to buy any. I was just going to drink someone else's. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. You just
2: you sit there and you just wait for someone to offer you some. And then once that glass is empty, you go pal around with someone else who bought some and wait for them to offer you some. And you just make your way around the party.
0: Yeah. That's That's seems like so much work just for a little bit of free booze. Like I would honestly rather just buy my own and know that I have it and like this is mine. I'm going to drink this. It's
2: really not the one year uh with just like 23 24 of us, we put away something like 30 bottles of wine. So, I mean, there's it's getting passed if around. if I bring my own, I'll pr-
0: probably bring scotch yeah. and then I'll just I'll just have my bottle of scotch and Y'all can have your beers and your wines and whatever, and I will just uh, be over there with my yeah. bottle of scotch. Except you can't
2: have your scotch until 11 o'clock.
0: Yeah, that's right. I can't. I, I will not be drinking before <laughs> going to work at all. That's for sure. <laughs> that is a thing that will not happen.
2: Yep. All right. Well, all of you
1: out there, hope you enjoy your Thanksgiving. Yes. Uh, enjoy it. Eat your turkey or your vegetarian turkey or what have you. I
2: believe that's a Tofurky
1: well, yeah, that's the brand name.
0: Yeah. It's a tofu right. pile of garbage, is yeah. what
2: it is. Uh, hope you all enjoy the holidays. Able to spend it with uh, friends or loved ones and all that jazz, like we'll get to do. Uh, we're very fortunate for that. So, thank you guys for listening, and we will talk sports at you next week.